welcome to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio, the official podcast of hardcore bowhunters. From the latest archery equipment and expert shooting advice to proven bowhunting tactics and the sport's biggest personalities, we've got you covered. Now, here's your host, Editor Christian Bird. All right, welcome back to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio. We are the voice of bowhunting, and as always, we're thrilled that you've taken some time to be with us today. You know, it's an exciting time uh, to be a bowhunter, probably um, close to the best time that there is. Uh, We're heading into mid-October here, and uh, archery seasons are open. Uh, I know I'm chasing deer here in Pennsylvania, and I imagine most of you who are listening are, are getting ready to chase whitetails if you aren't doing so already, and the rut is just around the corner. And as we head into the, the heart and soul of a bow season this fall, I just wanted to take some time today to address something that honestly is more important than uh, all the meat that you'll ever put in the freezer or, or all the antlers you'll ever put on the wall. And that is uh, being safe uh, in a tree stand. And I've got two guys uh, as my guests today that are well qualified to talk bow hunting and whitetails and being safe while doing it. And that is uh First, Glenn Mayhew, who is the president of the Tree Stand Safety Awareness Foundation. Glenn, thanks for being with us on Peterson's Bowhunting Radio. Absolutely. Glad to be here today with you. And my other guest is Jay Everett. Uh, I should say good friend, uh, old friend Jay Everett, the marketing director at Hunter Safety System. Jay, pleasure to have you with me today on the show. Same here, Christian, and I appreciate you taking time to time to do this and uh, same to you Glenn appreciate you taking time out to uh, to uh, talk about this discussion you know guys I, I was talking to Glenn a couple days ago uh, just when we were making the plans to do this show and and you know I said to Glenn you know it you guys know it I know it everyone who's listening knows it you know it, this is Talking about being safe in the tree stand is not the number one topic that bow hunters want to talk about, right? We all want to talk about big bucks. We all want to talk about the exciting, you know, encounters that we had with deer. Uh, we want to talk about, you know, our our kid or our grandkids who got their first deer. There's so many things that we get excited about uh, when it comes to hunting. Safety is one of those things. Okay, yeah, none of us want to die. But uh, it's not like we want to spend a whole lot of time talking about it. It's probably like the life insurance of the of the bow hunting world, right? Um, but with that said, um, you know, I hate to tell you guys, Saturday past here was opening day of archery season in Pennsylvania, and we already had our first tree stand fatality uh, of the fall. There was a gentleman out in western Pennsylvania. Uh, he went out on Saturday. Uh, I believe he was using a climbing stand. He didn't come home. Uh, last Sunday, uh, a neighbor found him at the base of the tree, and he had fallen and, and obviously is no longer with us. So absolutely tragic. Um, I love deer hunting, but I just can't think of, to be perfectly honest with you guys, I can't think of a stupider reason to lose my life than than going out for a morning of deer hunting. Um and I don't want to see it happen, you know, again, because it's happened too many times already. So with that depressing news, Glenn, uh, I'll throw it out to you and, and give you first word uh, on what guys ought to be thinking about as they prepare to head of the field this fall. 
Kristen, yeah, thank you for uh, sharing that that sad news. Uh, unfortunately, that does happen uh, with this. But you know, one of the things that our focus is making sure that every hunter out there that goes into into the great wilderness to to hunt and uses a tree stand, we want to make sure that they're able to come back home safe to their family and friends, where they can share their experiences uh, with their family and uh, and live live on that tradition and and unfortunately uh, we do have people that fall every year we even have a, a few that unfortunately um, where there will be a fatality uh, like you had shared earlier but the good news is is this it's all 100 percent preventable it's there's there's no reason why we can't be practicing good safe principles of tree stand safety and also that we all do come home safe to our family and friends. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think that we've all heard the excuses, you know, of why people don't adhere to basic safety requirements. And, you know, Jay, I, I'm sure that you guys at Hunter Safety System have heard them all a million times. You know, it's it's everything from it's never going to happen to me to, you know, I've been climbing trees for 30 years. Uh, I, I feel really safe up there to just I don't like wearing a harness because it's not comfortable or it restricts my movement or whatever. Um, you know, talk to me about um you know what you hear from from hunters who who don't practice safety and and how do you respond to those folks um sure before i address that though if i if i may i'd like to circle back to the the news about the <clears throat> our the gentleman in pennsylvania opening day that lost his life um first of all it just makes me you know just as a human it just makes me sick um and I, I, my, my prayers are with the family. I just, um, we've, we've gone through that so many times and, and talked to so many survivors, so many families here. Um, that is a very real thing. It's not, it's, it's not just a statistic. That person, um, that man is not an island. He probably has um, family, probably has friends, um, quite possibly has kids and a spouse and their world just got wrecked unnecessarily so and out of the blue it's not like dying of a sickness where you see it coming i mean a person that is healthy enough and alive enough to be going out in the woods alone and climbing a tree is a person that's full of life and they're probably engaged with a lot of people and the rippling effect of of that sort of death just cannot be um overstated and it's just it's just sickening to hear that that news and and you were commenting earlier christian that you know hunting season rolls around and everybody wants to talk about you know getting the big buck and hunting tactics and planting food plots and this that and the other and i'm that guy you know and glenn is as well i mean we're hunters um and we get it but i like in this conversation to um, like a drinking and driving, you know, when everybody's at the party, um, you know, nobody wants to talk about, um, okay, well, we, somebody's got to be the designated driver, we've got to be safe, no, no drinking and driving. Then you have someone gets killed in an, in an accident where there's drinking and driving going on. Well, nobody wants to talk about the party anymore. 
all they're talking about is Joe or Susie that lost their life. And it's um, it's better to address it on the front end so that you don't have to deal with what this man's family in Pennsylvania is having to deal with right now. And not to be flippant about it, but it is... I'll, well, I'll put it this way. It's just absolutely 100% avoidable. It's absolutely unnecessary. Um, there's there's no reason for there to be a single tree stand fatality because of lack of tree stand safety. There just uh, there just isn't. Um, and I just I just wanted to mention that because that just it just like getting kicked in the gut every time I hear that. I know Glenn feels the same way because you know we worked so hard preaching this message. Hunter safety system. Um, is we around here have a saying we're we're half half business half mission and um, probably it's fifty one percent mission because a lot of times we put uh, the mission uh, before business well we truthfully always put the mission before um, business but we've done some things in the past that we didn't have to do uh, that we knew would hurt our business um, and help competitors but at the end of the day the owners said, you know, the, what we do is more important than um, than the money we make, and it absolutely is true. Um, so just wanted to say that. But to get circle back to your question, which I totally went off um, the rails there with that, um, that, but that just hit me when you said that. I couldn't just not speak to um, – to that death but when you're yeah no i mean i get that i get that because like i said you know and i don't want to see flipping either when i say that it's stupid because it's not it's not it's not stupid that the gentleman is dead right i mean it's a tragedy but but what i mean when i say that is you know like um you like you guys like to go uh, to amusement parks and go on a roller coaster. You know that's fun, right? But you wouldn't get on. You, you wouldn't want to lose your life for going on a roller coaster. Well, trees. You know, to me, deer hunting's the same thing. Like I love deer hunting. I mean, heck, you know, all three of us work in the hunting industry. You know, it's not just my personal passion. It's my professional pursuit. It's it's a lot of my whole life is wrapped up in this. But I'd quit it tomorrow if you told me I was going to die doing it. And there's just like you guys said, there's no reason why we need to put our life on the line to hunt out of a tree stand you know and so that's to me just what's stupid about it is you know like you you said it you put it more diplomatically you know when you say it's just it's entirely avoidable and and with that you know i'll let you pick back up where you were going yeah and the to your question you you know what do we say when we run into someone that says you know oh, i don't wear the hunter safety I'm, excuse me it doesn't have to be hunter safety system it can be anybody i don't wear a safety harness um uh, it uh, you know we i it depends on the, <laughs> if i'm going to be honest it depends on the mood i'm in because i always my first response is i want to five finger throat punch the guy is that's my first response. <laughs> <laughs> and do you find that that is good? Does that help you sell a lot of harnesses that way? <laughs> uh, I've just I've just talked to too many families, too many survivors, and it just um, and it just the person does not know what they're saying. I mean, they're being an idiot to take that approach. Um, the whole thing, though, it's not comfortable. I, I call bull crap on that. I mean, between us <clears throat> and our competitors in the industry that make safety harnesses, um, it's difficult to find a harness nowadays that isn't reasonably comfortable. 
um, that's that's just an excuse. I think at the bottom line, um, some guys are just lazy um, and or hard-headed and or just um, just selfish. You know, just want to you know don't really care um, that much um, about anybody but themselves. They put themselves so far out in front of everyone else. Um, but you know, when something happens and they end up dead, who has to deal with it? Or worse, they end up in a, you know, quadriplegic from the neck down. Who has to deal with the consequences of their laziness or their stupidity or however you want to, you know, however you want to term it? But I, uh, my first, you know, my response to guys that come up to us and say that is, I, I used to be. Mr. Nice Guy, I'm no longer Mr. Nice Guy. I'll just I'll just tell them exactly what I what I think, and I'll just, I'll just say you know you're you're I don't know if you're that is that is about the dumbest remark you could ever make, and I could get and a lot of times, Christian, this is a good thing. A lot of times when we're ha- when people come up to us and say those things, usually it's at a, at a trade show of sorts, and there are people around. I can't tell you how many times I've I just stepped back because people that were around us jumped in and i had one guy one at one show this was this was just you couldn't have scripted it any better this guy was a tra- traveling trauma nurse and a hunter and a guy comes up to us um at the show and says that oh i don't wear a harness blah 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 and this trauma nurse just took him down i mean just laid it <laughs> laid it out to him. He's like, man, I'm a traveling nurse. And he said, and I travel, I hunt in the Midwest. So that's where I go work. I go work in the Midwest in emergency rooms so I can hunt when I'm off. And he said, you know, I mean, he just laid it out to him. He said, you have no idea what you're talking about. And, he, and so a lot of times we don't have to say anything because people around them hear him. And, and tree stand falls are like cancer. And Glenn can back me up on this. They've been so common the past 20 plus years. Thankfully, we're starting to have a good impact on that and bringing those numbers down, but they're so common over the past 20 years. It's almost like cancer. Everybody knows someone that has fallen out of a tree stand, for the most part. Rarely will you talk to someone that does not know of somebody falling from a tree stand. So, you know, my response to them is, you're being dumb, hard-headed, and stupid. I'm not nice about it anymore. Uh, But a lot of times I don't have to respond because there's other people around that will jump in there, and they've had personal experiences that they're able to share, and they share it pretty passionately with them. Yeah. um, Yeah, Glenn, I was going to ask you, you know, we we talk about, you know, this one individual, and and obviously that's tragic. Every single fatality is, is, is a tragedy. But you guys have been working with the foundation to track you know, sort of statistically speaking, um, you know, why don't you kind of give us some perspective on the magnitude of of the problem, you know, nationwide? Yeah, I'll, I'll be happy to share some of that. In fact, I've, I've even taken a look, even taken a deeper dive on some of the data looking specifically at our bow hunters to see if they're doing something differently. But before that, do that, I want, I want to hit the tough guy syndrome. One of the things that we always hear is, oh, I'm tough, I'm not going to fall, I'm going to grab a limb. So something I want to share with your listeners. Think about this. I'll always have the tough guy that comes up and says, yeah, I hunt hunt high, but I'm not going to fall, I can grab a limb. So think about this. I'm going to invite that hunter to go out, that tough guy, to come out, get in my pickup truck, because if he hunts up at 30 feet, let's say, which is high, which some of them do, 
when your body accelerates during that fall, when you strike the ground from falling at 30 feet, you have accelerated to 30 miles per hour when you strike the ground. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go out. We're going to get in my pickup truck. You're going to get in the passenger side, roll the window down. When I get up to 30 miles an hour, there's a sign coming up ahead. I want you to reach out and grab that sign as we go by it. And all of a sudden, you get the deer in the headlights look, and their mouth drops open, and they realize just how stupid, using some of the words that's been used earlier, that excuse is. So that gets their attention. So I try to come up with all these little analogies uh, to try to win them over. And if nothing else, if you won't do it for yourself, do it for your family. But let's talk about some of the data now. Um, Yes, we've we've been tracking data. Uh, I do tree stand research, so I've got a lot of data tracking back from 2010 through current. And one of the goals of TSSA is to actually reduce the estimated number of tree stand falls nationwide by 50% by 2023. Well, I've got some great news to share with you today. We are making significant progress on that. The latest national estimated data puts the estimated number of falls at 3,000 for 2018. Based on that, we've already, during this time period, we've already seen a 46% reduction in the number of tree stand falls. Now, that's not just us. That is the industry. We have to approach this from an industry standpoint. It's you having this podcast. It's all the other, the pro staffers that do the little mini uh, vignettes on Facebook. It takes us all out there singing the same song, preaching the same message in order to make this happen. So it's not just TSSA. It's the industry that's truly embracing this as a whole to reduce these incidents. So we're going we're gonna to hit and surpass that goal, hopefully, in the near future, and I'm super excited about it. Um, but I'm happy to share some more kind of inside information on what our bow hunters are, are doing and how do they compare with the rest of those that were falling. And I have the, the largest database of falls in the country. I have 13 different states that report their information to me. And so I can tell you the average age of the bow hunter that falls is 43. So they're right there in the prime of their life. They're a family person typically at that age. They have kids and all. And they tend to be a little bit younger than the, the overall age, average age of our, the rest of the group, which is about 48 or 49. And all, some other information I'll share with you is that we tend to see that our bow hunters are using more lock-on style stands that are having falls from. It's almost 50%, about 49.5% of the falls that happen are out of lock-on style stands, followed behind that by 25% or a quarter of those falls coming from climbers. So how does that compare? Um, if you look at the rest of the population, it's about 42% with lock-on and only about 15% with climbers. So clearly, uh, more of our bow hunters are, are, sounds like they're using climbing style stands than, than, our, uh, than the rest of the population that's out there hunting. The other well, thing that, I found... I, I, I want to jump, jump in and ask you a question on that because I think that um, one of the most common you know, probably beliefs amongst hunters of all types, not just bow hunters, but people would generally say, 
uh, a ladder stand is safer than say a lock-on stand or a climbing stand and also I think hunters tend to gravitate more toward ladder stands as they get older do the statistics bear out I know you talked about the fact that bow hunters are generally falling out of lock-ons and climbers perhaps because that's what they're using but at, when you look at the data as a whole is there is there any evidence to suggest that one type of tree stand is inherently safer than another? Well, what I can't do, I, I can't really state that because what I don't know from an industry standpoint is actually how many ladder stands, how many lock-on stands, how many climbers are actually out there in use. We don't have sales data to compare that against, so I can't really make that um, make that judgment. But what I can say is what... Uh, what percentage or the numbers of falls that are happening from which type of stand. So ladder stands come in at about, if you look at the whole population, right at about 20% or one in five falls are, are from a ladder stand. Uh, so the, the message here is this, you can fall from any type of stand that we hunt from. And also it's, it's clear that regardless of the type of stand, we all need to be wearing a harness, and we need to be staying attached 100% of the time uh, because falls do happen. In fact, you mentioned ladder stands. When we're doing the trade shows, a lot of times people will come up and I'll ask them, do you hunt from a tree stand? And they said, nope, I hunt from a ladder stand. They don't even consider ladder stands to even be a type of tree stand. I, I found that to be very interesting, uh, that that philosophy that many hunters have. So then I have to enlighten them that, yes, it is a a type of tree stand and yes you can fall from a from a ladder stand regardless of, of what they think and then i share some of the data with them yeah well that was a it's funny my father-in-law never wore a harness until he started hunting with me and even even in recent years you know he's been a bit reluctant about thinking that he really needs his harness and the ladder stand especially ones that have you know the big comfortable seats and the shooting rails and yeah i mean he you know it's easy for people to get a false sense of security up there isn't it yeah so let me t let me share with you why that's a kind of a fallacy um and it's this, it's because, yeah, once we get up there on that nice big platform, yeah, we're not seeing that many falls uh, from the platform, especially at a ladder stands. But what they don't understand is that the majority of the falls, regardless of the stand type, are happening either while they're going up, they're ascending, they're coming down, descending, or they're transitioning in and out of a stand. And it's about a 60-40 split right now, the data is showing. So about 60% of the falls are actually happening outside of the stand, while 40% are actually on stand. So regardless whether I'm hunting out of a ladder stand, a lock-on, or any other, if 60% of my opportunity to fall is happening, then only we've got to stay attached 100% of the time in order to prevent that from happening. So that, that's regardless of the stand type. Yeah, and when you say stay attached, you're, you're talking about using a, a lifeline of some sort, you know, which I think is, boy, you want to talk about revolutionary. You know, I, I kind of liken this whole topic of tree stand safety to, you know, this, the seatbelt movement, if you will. You know, I think about 
you know, you guys, uh, Jay, I think, you know, you and I aren't that far apart in age. Glenn, I've never met you. I don't know how old you are. I'm, I'm 45, so I grew up in... Yeah, I, I grew up in the 70s, you know, and, and I think about when I was a kid, right? I mean, my mom drove a, drove a station wagon, and you know, I had three sisters, and, you know, we'd all be climbing around in the back there, somebody ride on the hump there in, in the middle on the floor, and, and you know, it was just kind of commonplace back then. And now, would any of you guys get in the, the vehicle with anybody, you know, never mind your kids or your grandkids, and start driving around, in, you know, town without having your seatbelts on? I would guess to say you wouldn't. Um, and so what changed, you know? I mean, the danger didn't change, right? The risk didn't change, but uh, our awareness as a society of the risk uh, and the value that the seatbelt offered in terms of mitigating the risk is what changed. And, and, and then, then the end result is a dramatic increase in, in seatbelt use, you know. Um, that's, go ahead. That's, you just described the, the reason for the Tree Stand Safety Awareness Foundation is, is to basically to um, mimic that same idea is just to is to educate people and to raise awareness um so that um so that people you know practice the basics the abcs of tree stand safety and if every if everyone will start doing that we'll see these um these fatalities um there's always going to be instances there's always going to be falls that are going to happen um, but but the fatalities we, we we will see those things go to zero if everyone will get on that board with that message. And the thing about it is, Christian, and I, I especially appreciate again um, you taking the time to do this. Is it's a message that doesn't have a stale date. Um, just like the the drinking and driving campaigns, uh, we'll still need to hear drinking and driving campaigns ten years from now because you're constantly talking to a new. Uh, audience year in and year out, and we don't ever get need to get complacent. I don't care if you're a if you're a new hunter, complacency is not the issue. But if you've been hunting for ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty years, complacency can um, can creep in. And, and and as an industry, we don't need to be complacent. We need to keep preaching um, preaching this this message because it's just it's just too. It's just too important, and and better to talk about it now when it's boring to talk about, than to talk about it when um, you know your your buddy um, died or is in a wheelchair now because of an accident that happened at you know at the at the hunting land. You know what's supposed to be a celebrated and and a, and a time in our life that we look forward to all year long, all of a sudden turns into something tragic, and it's just. An, unnecessary absolutely unnecessary yeah well i mean to glenn's point there's no doubt that we've made significant progress because i got off on a tangent there but what i was really wanting to come around to was the whole idea of the lifeline and you know there's other names for them uh, i believe lifelines the one that you guys make jay at hunter safety system but right. but there's other companies that make them you know, and they call them different things, but basically talking about a climbing rope with a Prusik knot that, you know, allows you to stay connected from the time you leave the ground to the time that you get back down. And man, I just don't put a stand up anymore without having one of those as part of the setup. And I just think about 
you know, how much more common they've gotten. Honestly, they've revolutionized tree stand hunting for me. Uh, I can remember back in the day some of the first outfitted hunts that I ever went on. And, and you know, you guys have all been there where it's the first morning of your hunt and you get driven out in the dark and you drive for 20 or 30 minutes to some farm god knows where and you get dropped off in the dark at the head of a trail and the guide says you know you're going to walk down here past you know five big trees two piles of rocks and cross the creek and then on the left you'll see the little reflectors and there's going to be your stand and you get to this stand and you shine your headlamp up and you're like, geez, I don't know if I really want to climb into this thing, man. It <laughs> looks a little scary up there, you know? And I'll tell you what, I had some perilous climbs in the dark and, and kind of breathed a few sighs of relief in my day when I finally got onto the platform and got my my uh, my tree tether uh, attached and clipped in. And then I knew I was safe, you know? But, but now with these lifelines geez, I'm a lot more forgiving about how you want to set up your stand if you put a lifeline on it, you know? Because if I have to reach a little further in between your your sticks or whatever you did, that, that just doesn't annoy me near as much if I'm safely tethered onto that lifeline as it does without it. And, and quite frankly, once you get used to hunting with one of those, the sense of security and the peace of mind that it gives you is something that you really find that you can't do without. You said it well there. It really is. It. It. I remember when I first started using them, and and now I wouldn't even think about it. It really is a. It's a security blanket. Is really what it is, and I can't imagine hunting without one now. But let me let me spin off of that just a little bit. Something else that we need people to understand is we want you not only wearing that harness and staying attached to to some type of rope safety line or linesman's belt. That includes when you're putting your stands up, if you're going out to inspect a stand, or when you're taking them down. So it's not just while we're hunting. We need to make sure that we're doing this anytime we're off the ground. We need to be wearing the harness and staying attached. So using the linesman's belt to help put your stand up or take it down, uh, that's so critically important. We're seeing people... In fact, there was one uh, here in even my home county here that happened two weeks ago, and the the gentleman has now partial paralysis. Uh, He was going out to check his stand and uh, was not wearing a harness or was not attached. And uh, so uh, such an unfortunate incident, and and he fits right in that. He's in his mid-30s, and now I can't imagine what his family's going through. But let me share with you kind of a, a trend that I'm seeing that I'm not even sure that Jay is aware of this as being on one of our board members. Jay, this is something new uh, as I looked at some trending data. And I try to look at, at that at the fall reports to see how many people, it's obvious the ones that did not have a harness on, but how many did have a harness on and they weren't connected. So getting them to understand that they need to be using one of the rope safety lines, such as a lifeline, or a linesman's belt for putting it up. And so here's what I've found, is just in the past uh, four years, I've seen the trend go from 90% of people not wearing a harness, so nine or 10, about 10% had a harness on, to this past year in 2018, and it's been a positive trend upwards. This past year for 2018, 
79% did not have a harness on and 21% did. So while while we still got a long ways to go, that's a positive trend that we're making. More people are wearing the harnesses, but we've got to get them to understand that, that last step and that's staying attached. So staying attached to that rope safety line, such as a lifeline, or their uh, to their linesman's belt is critically important. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, if you use... Um you know, if you don't have a, 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 a safety line on the stand, you can still use your... Now, I don't know how you do it with a ladder stand, I guess. But, you know, with a climber, you you, you got to have your tree rope all the time. As soon as you get in that stand on the platform, you first thing you do is you got to tether in and move that line up and down with you as you climb and descend. And with a hang-on stand, you know, as you're climbing the tree, you can use your lineman's belt and you know before you climb on that platform if you have a tether already up there or if there's not one there you can put your your other tree tree rope around the tree above the stand platform and clip the the tether on the back of your harness into that before you ever undo your lineman's belt and climb onto that platform so there's really no reason why there should be a time you know that you ever are exposed to that danger guys and and really if you want to take it you know to extremes i know some guys set up their hang on stands on trees that have some limbs that they have to climb past but heck I, i've done this myself you can use two lineman's belts so that if you really are serious about staying safe you can attach the one lineman's belt above the limb before you undo the other lineman's belt that's below it so you can continue their your ascent so there is a way to to do this safely as you climb and you know i think the objection there is well it's going to take me an extra minute to get in my stand well okay it's going to take you an extra minute what's a minute for your for your life or for a life of being disabled you know again it just the arguments against just really don't hold any weight compared to the arguments in favor of being safe I agree. It's um, it's too simple, it's too cost effective, and the impact is just um, too great just to, to to be taken lightly. It just is. Um, Jay, you you had uh, shared a couple letters with me just that you got in recently. I know you guys literally have. Uh, now, how long has Hunter Safety System been around? Now, I, I don't remember. Two thousand and one. Okay, so you guys have been around for 18 years, and you've literally gotten probably thousands of oh, yeah. letters during that time from people whose lives have been saved or family members whose lives have been saved. But you shared a couple that you've gotten here just in the last week or so, and one, uh, I don't, I'll let you you know read it or recap it, but I wanted to call it out because it was from a father who had not been a, a harness wearer and he hunts with his son and the son was only 23 years old and, and that stood out to me because this was the first hunting season that the father and son actually started to use safety harnesses and I believe lifelines as well and his son had just fallen I think he had a strap fail on his hang-on and, and was just saved 
this this past week but talk about that a little bit because uh, it just stood out to me because you know again we think that people who fall are going to be some old feeble person but here you've got a 23 year old young young man who you know not even through any fault of his own through an equipment failure you know could have been seriously injured or killed yeah the um we do get uh, well, we used to get letters, but now with electronic media, we get more emails and messages on on Facebook. Um, this particular the gentleman, uh, Danny Dupree, he's, he's given us permission to share his story. Um, this one actually happened late last season, um, the Danny Dupree that you're referring to. And and um, the image, I don't know if you if you saw the image that, that he sent of the I, I didn't. I didn't even notice that there was a photo attached. I'll have to take a look at it. It may. I may not have forwarded it, but but what happened was right as you're um, st- transitioning to and from the stand, kind of getting back to what Glenn was saying. This is typical, uh, very typical tree stand fall. Is he's got um, the ladder sections that are uh, the stacked um, ladder sections going up to a hang-on stand. And the strap um, broken. These are connected. These aren't. Um, these aren't disconnected. They're um, end to end, all the way up the tree to the stand, and strapped to the stand. And the um, the top strap broke. And these guys had a history of not wearing harnesses, and they just happened to be <laughs> wearing a harness. Thank God, um, and using a lifeline uh, when this happened. But when they were making the transition from the uh, from the stand to the um, step, that top strap broke, and just boom, just that quick, um, he's he's hanging up there. Thank goodness he was hanging up there and didn't you know didn't hit the ground um, from up there because there's no telling how that would have would have wound up. But as Glenn could tell you from the data, Glenn's our He's the data master. Um, tree stand falls are no respecter of of age. Uh, they're no respecter of your athletic ability. I don't care if you're um, if you're Jackie Chan. Um, I don't care how strong or in shape you are. Um, a fall can happen, and and so often happens so quickly, and with with such violence um, and such suddenness that. Um, more, I will say as often as not, if not more often than not, people that fall, the fall has already happened before they realized it was happening, if I'm making any sense there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what do you, you usually hear if you've ever talked to people who've fallen out of a stand, and we all have, how does the story start, you know? Basically, it's, you know, I fell, and then the next thing I know, I was laying, you know, on the ground, and, and I woke up, and, and you know, this exactly. was the situation. <laughs> there, there's no time in between when, like, you realize that you were falling and you were on the ground. Nothing happens in, in between there, ever. <laughs> exactly. And um, I'll tell you something else that's, that's odd. Not, um, I always just feel like, you know, I, we just always feel like it's 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 a it's a god thing but i can't tell you how many times we get we get comments letters and email messages like this from people that were wearing their harness the first time 
um, and this happened. Jerry, one of the owners here, had this one gentleman that he had been um, after for two or three years. This guy was hard-headed about it, and, and Jerry had gotten acquainted with this guy. And he finally got to talk the guy into wearing a harness, and the, and the guy literally, the first time he went out and was, was wearing the harness and, and using a lifeline, he fell. And, um, it, you know, just worked out that way. And it was, he was he was like 23 feet up. He climbed pretty um, pretty high. And uh, I don't know. Can't, I don't know what the – we don't have any stats on, on that at all. But I can tell you just from uh, calls and letters and emails, a lot, we get – this is not – uncommon at all that this is the first time I wear um, wore a harness and and lo and behold this happens I don't I don't know what to make of that but um, but thank God that uh, Mr. Yeah. and his boy were being safe this this particular day well I think the takeaway from that is the best time to start using a harness is today you know and and, and with that said Glenn um, you know I mean I think that we've we've certainly hammered home our point right we've we've hit it um, Kind of to wrap it all up, you know, I'm going to throw that to you. Maybe you want to provide some resources or uh, some some places where people can can connect or or find you know more information about the equipment or safe climbing methods or or whatever. But you know, we've laid out the case for everyone who's listening to this, right? I'm gonna we're gonna assume that virtually everyone who ever listens to this is an avid deer hunter who who hunts out of a tree stand and they know what they need to do if they're not doing it already so now where do we leave that glenn tree stand safety awareness foundation has developed an infographic infographic it's an educational infographic that we call the abcs of tree stand safety and it boils it down to three critical points that if people will just follow these three simple steps it's going to save a lot of lives and prevent a, a lot of injuries. In fact, we could eliminate the fatalities completely by people following these three simple steps. So A stands for always remove and inspect your stands and equipment. And uh, we as hunters do a bad job of doing that. We don't take our stands down at the end of the season, bring them in, do our preventative maintenance. We've got to do that. That'll keep those uh, ratchet straps in good in a good working condition it'll keep those cables in a good working condition by doing that uh, so we need to number one do that always remove and inspect your equipment b stands for buckle on that full body harness every single time no excuses anytime you're off the ground you should have it on that's whether you're up hanging a stand inspecting a stand, hunting, or taking one down. You've got to wear the harness every single time. And lastly, the C is connect before your feet leave the ground. And that can be either with one of the rope-style safety lines, such as a lifeline, or with uh, one of the linesman's belt. We've got to stay connected. If you're not connected, that harness does you no good. It's just like jumping out of the airplane with a with a parachute on, if you never pull the cord to deploy the parachute, you're going to hit the ground the same way. So we've got to be connected uh, 100% of the time. If people will do those three things, Christian, that's going to our numbers will change dramatically. Those three things could virtually almost eliminate all of these incidents from happening. So follow the ABCs of tree stand safety. So you can actually find that infographic on our website, treestandsafetyawareness.org, or you can follow us on Facebook. We do a tremendous amount of uh, engagement on Facebook. 
and just go to Facebook and type in Tree Stand Safety Awareness and it'll bring us up. I know. So uh, that's two great resources to find out more about us and learn more about Tree Stand Safety so that we all come home safe to our family and friends. Well, gentlemen, I'll tell you what, like I said at the beginning, um, maybe not the most exciting discussion that we'll have during deer season, but almost uh, assuredly the most important. And I, I appreciate both of you uh, making the time today to be with us. Uh, hopefully, you know, we've, we've changed a few hearts and minds along the way. And if we just uh, reach one hunter out there who isn't using a harness and staying connected now that resolves to do that you know effective immediately then it was well worth the time absolutely absolutely thank you again christian thanks glenn Yep, and best of luck to you gentlemen in the field this fall. And and next time we get you guys on the show, we'll talk about our favorite scent strategies and tree stand locations and, and all that really exciting stuff. <laughs> yeah, okay. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to Peterson's Bow Hunting Radio, the official podcast of hardcore bow hunters. Pick up the latest issue of Peterson's Bow Hunting on your local newsstand or check us out on the web at bowhuntingmag.com.